Ladies and gentlemen, this time I need you all to silence your cell phones and hold your applause till after we are finished. And most importantly, shut your mouth, because United by Wrestling Podcast is live, baby. I'm your host, Dustin Destruction, my co-host. The Shapester, baby. And we got a our second guest. I don't know if, what you want to call him at this point, because he's kind of <laughs> off and on. The isolated host has made his return for one episode. There we go. There you go. Welcome back, one. everyone. Dave. Yeah! Oh, oh God. God. Well, really? it was better than Day-A-A or whatever the hell you oh, used yeah, to say. Oh, yeah, trying to sing his name. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, Day-A-A. Sorry. Anyway. Oh, you're already making me regret. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice. we are here to talk some AEW, boys. How's that sound? AEW. How's that sound, Dave? Are you ready to talk some AEW? Oh, I'm ready to talk some AEW. Um, so, uh, some, just some house chores, uh, obviously we are recording on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday, so we upload Thursday because co-host Shapester was too busy being the best in the world at making plastic yesterday, so he wasn't <laughs> able to be on. <laughs> Recycling, Recy- Recycling, thank you. Who gives a crap? <laughs> what are you, Daniel Bryan? Are you going to replace Rowan as Daniel Bryan's new sidekick? We are a very eco-friendly company, by the way. Who cares? So, yes, we are the Eco Warriors, damn it. Oh, God. So, you will be seeing this on Thursday when it's uploaded. And um, so, there's just just some things I'm kind of like... We're talking AEW preview show, and I want it, I love it, and I want more of it. (laughs) And we're finally going to get there because this is the last pay-per-view before we go to TV, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's our second biggest movie we had, All In, which was Ring of Honor helped. Right. Double or Nothing, which was the first big pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen World, which were kind of more charity events, so I don't think they went all in <laughs> on both of those. Nice pun there. <laughs> Shipes to approve. So, this is the second, like, big... So, I guess you would compare this to, like, a, the um, Double or Nothing was the Royal Rumble, and then I guess this would technically be WrestleMania for AEW? I, well, I mean, it, it, it is going to be their biggest show of the year. So I guess this is technically WrestleMania for AEW, though. So that's kind Esse- of interesting. I say esen- essentially, if you want to, com- yeah, esen- essentially, if you want to compare it, it, it will be. It, it's like their WrestleMania. So, obviously, I'm excited to talk it because yeah. I can't get can't get enough of AEW. And gotta love it, love it, love it. And if anyone understood that musical lyric right there, I give you props. Hell yes. If anyone heard the Phantoms and can't get enough, then you're the real MVP here. You the MVP. So. We got two. We're talking um, freaking, what the hell am I? Why am I all out? I don't know why I'm dropping the name here real sec. Sorry, I'm breaking a new mic, and so I'm kind of making sure it's working. So if you hear some like off-key things, it's like I want to make sure it's working. So we have two big shows this uh, week. We have NXT Cardiff and freaking AEW All Out. <laughs> And uh, is there really anything you're looking for in particular of NXT Cardiff before we get started on AEW? Any matches? Dave, what do you think? Any matches there, bro? Uh, what? What is the card looking like? Okay, so I'm most looking for looking to um, Walter versus Tyler Bate. Uh, honestly, like for for Cardiff, it would be Walter and Tyler Bate, and then Tony Storm. Tony yeah. Storm's match, too. Th- those are the two biggest things I'm looking for for Cardiff. So I haven't really, I'm going to be honest here, I haven't watched much of NXT Cardiff, um, or UK in general, because it's kind of on at weird times. 
Yeah, but I like, feel like we should at least acknowledge it because I'm a big Walter guy. So. Oh, hell yeah. Only thing is, every time I see him, my chest hurts a lot. And I'm I, not even the one taking the chop. I, I, I would like to take one from him just to see what it feels like. You let you cry like a little baby when I give you a back chop. Yeah, well... Thank you! Okay, so then if I cry like a little baby when you do it, that means I'd be crying like a bitch when he did it. <laughs> you wouldn't be getting up if he did it to you. Well, that'd yeah. be a risk I'd be willing to take. No, it's mm-hmm. not. You'll regret it right immediately when you start having heart issues in the ER that night. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that. And for all the people that got butthurt over a tweet I sent, they're on at different times, so we'll be able to watch both. I, I, or forgive somebody, you know, get a time zone wrong. I, I can't believe that people, like, got that fucking butthurt over that. Because everyone thinks that if you tweet about AW. In some positive light, you're an AEW fanboy. Yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate. You can't, you, know, you can't just say, because I put in the tweet, you know, what are you guys looking forward to? What one are you going to watch live or whatever? NXT UK or All Out. And I said I was going to watch AEW All Out, which I think made people butthurt because I got the times wrong. They're like, oh, he's just another guy bashing NXT UK. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's... Oh, I'm going to end up watching both. I'm going to have to miss NXT UK no matter what because I work in the morning. But I'm going to watch both. I love both. Both of us, all three of us here love both. While WWE may be frustrating a lot more at times, we love both. There's no fanboyhood that goes on in this podcast. Yeah, it's like, and yes, we are the, I guess I guess you consider the odd people out because we love both. Most people don't nowadays. But... So, yeah. And if you don't want to believe us, you can look at all the WrestleMania trades we've gone over the last couple of years. That's a lot of money. If you don't like WWE, you would not spend that kind of money. Say, including, the bank inc- say, including one just this year. So, yeah. I don't like to flex that, but, you know, people got real butthurt over that, and I have a feeling that's why. Because I, I was trying to make it a war to people. Hell, our, no, damn I cover, wasn't. Our, our cover photo on our profile for a while was the WrestleMania stage. Still is. Oh, yeah, it still is. <laughs> so... AEW all out. Um, so before we break down the card, is there certain matches that stand out to you the most, real quick, Alan? Well, first and foremost, ob- obviously the shape stuff, baby. Um, of course, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in a ladder match. Um, I'm, I'm highly looking forward to that because anytime those two teams get in a ring together, it's it's something special. And of course, uh, getting to see Pac compete. And I mean, not under the best of circumstances, but getting to see Pac compete in AEW—that's going to be awesome against the best in the world. Quote me all day on that. Um, and then, of course, I want to see—I want to see how they continue the Sean Spears and Cody storyline. And then, mm-hmm. of course, and then, of course, uh, the sick fuck match of death uh, is what I'm calling it. I know it's not what it's called, but it's what I'm calling it. So, and if you don't know what I'm what match I'm talking about. I'm talking about Alan Havoc and Janela. Mm. So th- those th- those are what what got my eye. Hey, what about you? Is there one match or two matches that are standing out on the top of your head right away? Absolutely, I'm looking forward to Kenny Omega versus Pac. I mean, Pac is an amazing competitor. So is Kenny. So when they both get in that ring, it's going to be something special to watch. I'm also looking forward to a hard hitting. Tag Team Championship match. I'm sure you remember that one, gentlemen. Hey, I'm a Dave. big fan of tag team matches. Do you know also... who Pac previously was? <laughs> yes, and it wasn't Cat, like I said, like a dumbass beforehand. 
<laughs> That's a vintage line right there. I was like, that is actually that is actually a true quote, by the way. Who is he, Dave? Who was it, Dave? Fuck. <laughs> Dave. Put him on the spot, Dave. put him on the hot seat. He didn't know what the fuck to say. You know who he was, Dave? No, I don't. I am terrible. Sorry. And I'm also looking forward to the AEW world title match. So you just said that Pac's an amazing wrestler. And he didn't he just completely blew over that question, by the way. You just said Pac's an amazing wrestler and that you've been a fan and that he's great to watch and read. You didn't even know who he was in the big time promotion that he came from. <laughs> you mean Neville? Yes. I <laughs> say so he just completely like skipped over that though. I am rusty, okay? <laughs> okay. Me personally, it's uh, Omega vs. Pac and Jericho vs. Hangman. And the Lucha Bros versus the Bucks. All three of those match had my eye. You know, it was supposed to be Omega versus Moxley, which was my favorite match in the car, but they certainly did find a uh, quick replacement that's definitely worthy of having a damn good match with Omega oh, all yeah. out. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about the whole that whole situation once we get closer. So, the big thing that people want to know, I've seen a lot of people buzzing about this on Twitter, and I don't know where these rumors start from. It just kind of happened, but as everyone knows, CM Punk is at StarCast this same weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Today, he posted a video of him in a ring, and a freaking kayfabe, whatever the sponsor was, ring. <laughs> he took a bump, and he cut a promo. So everyone's freaking out, saying, oh my god, CM Punk's looking like he's having fun wrestling. He's in a ring, and he looks like he's having fun, you know, taking that bump and slapping, and he looks like he's having fun cutting promos. Is he coming back? Is this the week CM yeah. Punk comes back? Yeah, I, Stars seen line. all that shit. It's like, Stars are aligned. He's having fun. It's in Chicago. Will he be at All Out? Uh-huh. Do you guys think you're buying too much into that, or do you uh, think there's a chance he shows up? Well, I mean, as we've as long as we've all been wrestling fans, we know crazier shit can happen in the wrestling world. But I think people are, once again, just buying way too far into it. I don't... <laughs> I mean, now, would it be absolutely off the charts incredible to see him? Of course it would be, but I I think it's one of those things. I think at this point, Punk just loves to see people's reactions to things about it because, every you know, he knows how how much everybody wants him back in wrestling some way or another. So when he does things like this, you know, he's like, oh, people are going to get so fucking worked up about this shit. And then it's like... You know, I, I think you need to just take take it with e. Okay, it was a funny ass video, but I don't. I think just don't read too far into a situation. Dave, any thoughts on Punk and returning or anything? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play along with the um, people here, and I'm going to pretend like CM Punk's gonna return, even though let's be honest, he's not coming back. The only way he'll come back is for a part-time contract for a ton of money in a one-off WrestleMania main event. Other than that, no, he's not coming to All Out. He's only there to talk to his fans, and that's about it. So you're predicting if CM Punk ever made a ring return, it would be back in WWE if he's going to go somewhere? Pretty much, yes. Or, I could be wrong, he could surprise us and come back to AEW, but that's highly unlikely. See, I'm not, but I just talk like that. I'm, you know, I'm talking sarcastic. I'm not. I would love to see him punk. I'm come back. I'm not, you know, making fun of people that want to see him back. Yeah. I'm more like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, why can't he? You know, he's doing son. You know, he's helping a promotional event. He's signed up to meet fans, you know, and people are still trying to turn it into a comeback. You know, right. everything he does is trying to be a comeback. You know, I want to see Punk back more than anybody else. I love the guy. Big fan of him. I think it would shake the wrestling core, especially if he showed up to someone like AEW. But I'm not going to sit here in every movement. You know, Punk could probably sell on a shitter and take a shit, and people would think that's like him coming back. I say some people would some people would still find a way to compare that to he's sitting there taking that shit while he's contemplating returning to wrestling. He's sitting there oh taking a God. shit. He's sitting there taking a shit, which is a shot at Vince McMahon's booking. Must mean he's coming back to AEW. Yeah, it's like that's that, and see that's the the unfortunate side of uh, social media nowadays. And yeah. it's like when you're is somebody you know when you're famous for anything you know for anything not you know, not just a wrestler or whatever anything that you say or do is obviously spun and twisted into any way shape or form that people want to believe that when they see something like that oh he's coming back he's coming back it's confirmed look he's having fun. it's like so that's in their mind they're going to believe that no matter what you can't tell them I- any, you can't tell them anything else I think Punk knows that too. I yeah, think he's trolling people like doing. It. I think he's having fun with this. Exa- at this point. Exactly, yeah. and it's like he, he knows if he gets in the ring, cuts a promo, it's gonna blow up the internet like oh, yeah. he has today. Oh yeah, and it's like you know and he's having fun. He's doing with a smile on his face when he gets home. Yeah, and and it's like <laughs> you know because he knows as well as anybody because Punk's just you know that kind of guy that anything that you say, no matter what it is, and especially I think a lot of it, of course, comes from how he left wrestling but it's like people are gonna speak too like he had summer punk and then he was he was a well-established star that right and, and it's like people so people ever since ever since he left wrestling as a whole anything that he does relating to it people are going to believe whether he says something tweets something or does something like that little ring thing people have already got it in their minds that they're going to believe that he's going to return no matter what well, you say or what whatever he does, people are going to believe that. Well, especially since he's been talking a lot more wrestling lately too. Yeah, you know, feeling questions about AEW and, and, and Tony all Khan. All he's doing is all he's doing is just feeding the people who truly believe that he's going to do what they think he's going to do because they think they know him that well. <laughs> so I would love. I'm with everybody else. I would love for Punk to come back, but don't hold. Oh your hell breath. yeah! It's like I, I'd love okay. to see that shit. I'd Amen. Probably, I'd probably like. I'd probably get like called on by half my neighbors to shut the fuck up if he showed up. But no, if he ever comes Obama. back, pop's gonna be enormous. I don't care what people say. Oh no, the pop's gonna be. It's probably gonna break the sound system. Everybody can sit there and say they're not gonna cheer a little quitting bitch or whatever, but they're gonna be cheering the moment whatever song he uses. I'm assuming cult of personality. I say, no matter where he goes, it'll be cult of personality. Yeah. So, so there's that. I mean, that's almost as outlandish as everyone thinking AJ's returning because she posted one tweet about promos yeah because she's uh, and see this is this is alluding to the point that i just made about um people believing what they want to believe because they didn't read the announcements that she put out by the way herself on her own instagram and social media sites that she's writing for a wrestling show so in order for her you know she and she she's just like punk she's just you know like Somebody, she loves what she's doing. She loves writing. She loves getting into these things. So she's going to research it so she can write the best stuff. And in order to do that, the show is going to be themed around 80s wrestling. So she has to search, you know, and look up (laughs) 80s promos. And Google, always being the helpful advice tool that it is, (laughs) 
gives you recommendations. Probably a whole bunch of non-80s wrestlers. I'll say with a whole bunch of non-80s, that's where the sarcasm came in on being the great helpful tool that it always is. You know, had the recommendation, oh, look at the greatest promos, and there's a picture of AJ, because it happened to be the day of the sixth year anniversary of her uh, her pipe bomb on the Total Divas cast. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, people are, oh, she tweeted this. How and All she was doing was how cool, like mentioning how cool it was. That she showed up a whole bunch of people that she wasn't even researching for. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's cool. That doesn't mean she's doing anything wrestling related other than writing a show. Uh, so uh, we will get fun. into the event itself now. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So is there anything you guys, like we, I mentioned beforehand, this is their second big time pay-per-view. You know, Obviously they had the charity events, but is there something you guys specifically want to see happen? Like that, Is there something specifically you want to see AEW show or prove? At this event this week on Saturday this my, week. My Saturday. biggest thing, my biggest thing is uh, like we've mentioned before about AEW about the elite booking. Um, I want to, I want to see that they can stray away from that a little bit, especially with their biggest show of the year, because they kind of did. You know, like we mentioned before, All In was ROH assisted, but the you know they did their own stuff with that. And then with the booking that they've done through the course of their other events, I want to see if they can kind of break that tradition a little bit because it's kind of becoming a tradition at this point. So I want to hopefully see that they can they can step away from that. Yeah. I'm Dave. Any thoughts? I want them to prove that they are ready to go to primetime TV. This pay-per-view right here needs to be the absolute amazing spear that it's going to be to kick off their TV deal. Because once this is all said and done, it's TV every week, at least until whatever pay-per-view they do next. So if they can dominate here, they're going to have a nice, simple time on TV. And as well, hopefully the Elite doesn't win every match because that's not going to do very well for TV scripts and booking and so on and so forth. My big thing is, yes, elite booking, but I big things. I want to see things happen on this card that are going to set up storylines. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't go into, you know, TV without some kind of buzz. You know, they did a great job with that. Like I said, we'll talk about later, but with Omega and Moxley, they set up a big-time feud coming when Mox gets healed. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a great start. You know, Sean Spears and Cody have a little, like, history, but other than that, like, it's just been matches. Yeah. Which is okay. You know, I'm a big time pro wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I love to see the matches. But you know, when you get to TV, people, the mainstream, the you know, audience is gonna want to see like what storylines are gonna drive you to you know right. watch AEW. Yeah. That's one of the big things that knocks on WWE right now. Is they're just throwing things together. And especially with especially with AEW live TV uh, beginning is gonna be two hours. You know, you're yeah. gonna need you're gonna oh, need yeah. you're gonna need gripping storylines for for engagement in those two hours. Yeah. I mean gotta I mean now, you know, like like, like you, you know, I, I'm you know, I love wrestling, I love the matches, but you know, two hours I mean, you can have the best performers in the world, but two hours of matches is not gonna fill what weekly wrestling television is supposed to be. No. Yeah, so they get that's one thing I wanna see is I wanna see some like big showings of you know what's what are going to be bringing to tv what kind of feuds are going to be bringing right that's my big thing yeah. of course with the, the elite booking too because they're already getting that kind of 
oh, they're positioning themselves to win every match. I say, and, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like they're they're getting that stigma. Oh, they just created their own company so they could win everything. Huh. So we don't want that. No. So all right, the card itself. We start off, and is this? I'm pretty sure this isn't the buy-in. It's not labeled because I have to get the card completely pulled up because I can't remember everything. Now, so the first match is the private party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Any thoughts on that match, Shipe? Well, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Angelico and Jack Evans. I love watching those guys, and Private Party is just one of the most damn entertaining tag teams you can see in 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 the scene in the tag team scene right now. So I'm I'm expecting a you know a hell of an entertaining match from those two. I'm a bit like I said, I'm a big Angelico and Jack Evans guy. So anytime I get to see them two, I'm down. Dave. Private Private Party and Angelico and Jack Evans should be an interesting match. I know there's going to be a lot of like funny showoffy spots between the two of them. So it should be it should be fun to watch because Private Party, you know, knows how to build a crowd up. I think that this match is going to be absolutely insane. One of the more underrated ones, I would say, on the card. I agree. I don't know how many people are mm-hmm. looking at this. Yeah, I agree. Jellicle and Jack Evans, I'm a fan. They're a damn good tag team, have been for a while. And Private Party, they stole the show. They were the team that stole a show at... If I was them versus SCU versus... Um, was it the freaking Best Friends? I, yeah, yeah. Yes, Not it Piper was. Fallen yeah. Or Spider Fest. It was one of those big... and. They were the team that everyone was coming out. It, yes, it was them versus SCU versus the best friends. I believe the Dark Order was also in that match. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was. It was the. It was. I knew it was. It was something like that. I don't know if it was the Dark Order because I think the I think, Dark Order actually moved on earlier in the tournament for the tag team qualifiers and the best friends. Is. I think it was the best friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was that the, won it was that the best match. Friends. Yeah. Everyone came out talking about how good the private party looked in that match. Yeah. Uh, it's like they still show because I don't know how many people the private parties were on the radar unless you know the people that dig really deep into wrestling, which yeah. I do, but I didn't even know who they were. I'm gonna be honest. And you know, they still show over teams like SCU and the best friends. You know, the best friends won, but the athleticism and the in ring talent and the charisma, you know, yeah, their dudes, you know, their whole fans they had a private party section in the audience at <laughs> Fight for Fallen, I believe. Yeah, where um, yeah. where Jabali got thrown out of. Yes, so that's yeah. So their match at Fighter Fest, yeah, that was the one because right. Fight for Falls a Jabali incident. Yeah, so those dudes are funny. I mean, they kind of remind me of a small version, a little bit with their personalities, and like that you know crowd thing of the Street Profits kind of. Yeah, they they they, they have a very personality. I say they have a very like a, a lot of similarities to the Street Profits. So. I'm I'm interested in seeing him wrestle again because well tag team wrestling you get like me yeah yep you know because I think that match is going to be sad I think tag team match wise that could possibly be the best on the card it's got it's definitely it's definitely one of the one of the dark horse matches of the show easily well I wouldn't say best because I mean the Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks but I think they can give I mean, that it, a, it's it's got I mean. dark it's got dark horse potential easily yeah. yeah. Because both of those teams are very damn good. Up next, we got the 21 women casino battle royale winner, I believe, goes on to... Who, like... What happened? Like, I know it's revolving the women's title. Right. Is there someone else that's supposed to be facing in that? Is it Brandy? No, I, she... I th- it's like the winner, the winner of the battle royal is on... 
is I can't remember how they. I know it is like I said. I know it involves the women's championship. Yeah, I just don't like what happens. They go on face. I'm suing Brandy for it. Well, they haven't like solidified who the like other percipient percipient is. Well, I don't even have the full participants yet. So yeah, so it's Brandy like, could I, be in it for all we know. I'll say she could be in it because. I mean, I know there was talk about her being in Cody's corner in his match, but she could still be in that. I'm hearing it. I say because he's picking someone, to, you know, because, uh, yeah, we'll get into that later. But, yeah, so the contestants so far are Big Swole, freaking um, Sadie Gibbs. Teal Piper was a huge one. If you guys don't yeah. know who that is, that is the daughter of the late Roddy Piper. Rest in peace, Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. And... Ivelisse and Britt Baker, you know, those are just to name a few. There's a lot of good talent in that pool. Right. Do you yeah. guys like have a person? All right, here's the rest. Um, Sadie Gibbs, Ariel Monroe, Jazz, <laughs> Jazz, Jazz, <laughs> Jazz, Ivelisse, Brandy. Brandy is in this match. Okay. I was right. Yeah. There. I I know people are complaining that she's winning. I don't know. They have not said like who they're gonna go face. Yeah, they haven't said that. That and that's weird to me. Brandy, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Yuka, Sakazaki, and Allie. And is there any people that you would like to see um, enter that match as a surprise? I mean, I, 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 think, def- I think the biggest for me, I mean, pending that, obviously, this is out in left field, but pending that she's okay, Kylie Ray would be, would be a big one. Um, like I said, more importantly, hope she's okay. But honestly, like, I don't, I really don't have any others that would, you know, that would be, you know, for big surprises. I'm trying to think of some free agents on the market right now. I mean, Emma would be a good one. She's some of impact. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Kyler's huge, partly because I just want to see if she's okay. Like, she went AWOL after yeah, double that, enough. That, that would be my, that, that's my biggest pick because I just want to see that she's okay. Some tells me leave a Bates, the librarian will get thrown in there. Yeah, of course. Shut up. I was like, please don't ever do that. People are really hoping that Tessa shows that because totally, but I think she's still under contract impact. I do believe she is. And, I mean, I don't know. Is Mercedes Martinez? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, oh, I, from what I read, is Ty Valkyrie and John Morrison signed? From one of the episodes of uh, All Elite, their little show they do. Oh, Apparently they announced that Morrison and Taya signed. So I would not be surprised to see Taya possibly yeah, show. Uh, if they did, that's where she'll show up at, yeah. Uh, didn't they just get married, though? Huh? I don't, uh, did they just get, didn't they just get married or something, though? I have no idea. So I don't know. I have a feeling Britt Baker's going to win it. I mean, I just get that vibe. I, I would. I, that would be my, my choice to win it. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome to see Eva Elise and Sadie Gibbs in it, but my pick to win would easily be Britt. Yeah, it's either her or the worst case scenario, which is Brandy. Yeah, that's honestly, honestly, that's the worst case scenario. Well, honestly, like, and I don't mean like any diss, but also like another worst case would be Allie. Um, her, her, Brandy or Allie would be the worst case. Britt Baker, Britt Baker is the best case. Yeah, or Kong, or I got Kong might get at it, or someone like that. But yeah. I think Britt Baker is the best. Jazz is cool because she's—I mean, she's still going and she's still pretty decent. 
But I think Britt Baker has to win that one. This, I want to clarify, this isn't a prediction show. Any, this is just, I just kind of previewing and giving our thoughts on what the cards look like so far because neither of us, none of us really know kind of how to predict this yet. Yeah. Maybe when yeah. it go on the TV, you know, we'll be, we'll get more of a sense of the storylines or whatever or make predictions come easier. So right now we're just kind of discussing our thoughts going into Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that covers like the. I mean, I could see them giving Till Piper to win too. Yeah, that. I mean, that would. Be they brought cool. in a legend's daughter, you know, maybe start making her a big time star. Yeah, that would that would be this. That would be the way to do it too. I can maybe see that, but I think Britt Baker, just because of the name and the pedigree she has already on the indie scene, you know, everyone knows who she is, even if it's may not for the best reasons. Right. All right. Up next, we have a tag team match: the Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco. Stunt versus SoCal Uncensored. SU You? That was good. I'll say that came in just like it's like me and Dustin are doing the SCU and you just hear Dave You Well it's just like his freaking woos and it's high pitch and deep. Don't get any oomph under it. Oh god. Oh, yeah, the that's the worst thing ever. What do you guys think about this six man tag team match? Well, it involves SCU. And SCU, I'm a huge SCU guy, all of them. So any any chance we get to see SCU, I'm interested. And all about Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco. Well, Lucha, Lucha and uh, Jungle Boy, they're just entertaining as hell. Uh, I, I like the tandem of those two. And then, of course, you throw in short little Marco in there. It, I think they're going to provide some inter, inter, good entertainment in there. Yeah, Dave. I agree 100%. I mean, like, you got the amazing talent of SoCal and Sunsur. You got Jungle Boy and you got Luchasaurus. Those guys alone should make the six-man tag match very interesting to watch. But you forgot, hey, come Mar- you forgot Marco, though, because, well, that's how you would have been. <laughs> Except, never mind. <laughs> My point well, I mean, one team, you got a big dinosaur. <laughs> and you got a little scrawny kid with wild hair, like tagging with him. Like, those two are great tag team. The chemistry is great. Yeah, there. that's the biggest thing about those two is they they work so well together. Right. So you see them and you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> but then it's like you watch them and they're like really enjoyable. Yeah, because like, I've said so many. Go ahead. What I what I like about Jungle Boy and Lucha is one of those things. Like you look at them and you see them initially, and your first initial thought is, okay, these guys are like. You know, you can't take them seriously because of their of their gimmick style, whatever. But then you actually watch them, and you're like, "Wow, damn, okay." You know, yeah. I mean, they got that. They got that. Like, they they've blended it so well of like the the comedic verse with, and then it's like when they actually get in the ring, it's like, "Oh, damn, these guys are actually really fucking good." And they're two of the most over on the roster easily. Luchasaurus chants are crazy, and Jungle Boy, and then SCU. I mean, good God. You know, I love all three of those guys. Hell yeah. West Coast represent, Oregon represent, and uh, like I've said many of times, you know, Frankie Kazan trained at the wrestling school I wanted to go to, so there's like that kind of small connection, even though he doesn't know who I am, <laughs> unless he somehow reminds me from a drunken night at the shenanigans party, which I doubt that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Good old shenanigans. Scorpio, Sky, and freaking Daniels. I mean, you can't say enough about Daniels, especially. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a great match. 
And, you know, the great thing about this is it's a tag team expedition where you don't have two singles competitors thrown into a random team together. This is actual teens being showcased. <laughs> cough, cough. Stupidest decision ever. Cough, hey, I cough. figure if we're in AEW show, we have to do like AEW does and take pop shots. I know, right? <laughs> Which they need to stop. I'll say that's that's another thing. Back before yeah. uh, before we go on, that's another thing I meant to say in your uh, what are you guys hope, hoping for from AEW. I hope to see little to no pop shots. Nothing done. I don't want to see anything done. Please, like, like, on I mean, show. it's like we we get it. You know, we get it. By this point, we get it. Don't waste time on taking pop shots. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are still on the fence about you guys. Don't turn them off. Don't you know turn them away because they think you guys are petty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Duddy used to fire some shots, but it's been a while, so it should be a while for you guys too. So. I mean, I, they might be salty because WWE decided to put UK Cardiff on the same day, but I do actually think UK Cardiff was booked first. If I'm well, it probably like, was. It's like, I, I don't even know what would make them salty about that because they're on at two totally different times. I don't know. Cody already mentioned he's had beef with Triple H. I think that kind of deals with it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <sighs> I understand and, you know, that. Young Bucks and Vince haven't had the greatest, you know, they've never, hell, they've turned Vince down every single time they could get. So yeah. I mean, I've, so I don't want to see any more of that. It's like, but no. focus on your fans that are there. Don't focus on the other company. Yeah, and show why them. people love you guys right now. Show okay, that you guys are the best damn wrestling company. Wrestling. I know people are like, well, don't use the best to be around the longest. But hence the word wrestling. 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 Dolly isn't focused on that. They're on other things, which, you know, they're doing them, which is okay. AEW, keep focused on the wrestling. I don't think either are trying to go to war either. That's the thing. Everyone has this weird idea. Yeah. Wednesday night war. I know the NXT thing blew that speculation. But I think AEW is just focused on themselves. You know, besides the pop shots. That's the thing is they're creating an illusion that, you know, they want to go to war. Yeah. By doing that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like we, we, we've talked about it. It's like they're not, I don't think they're going, they, they don't want to do that. And it's like, but when you take stand there taking pop shots two or three times a night, you're not creating the illusion that you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You're just going to turn people away that might be interesting. I mean, because it's like, you know, you guys are going in, you guys are getting ready to go into weekly television, new uncharted territory for you guys, and it's like you don't want to go into it with people having, with, with people thinking, oh, are they just going to sit there and spend two hours taking WWE pop shots because they're on television? Yeah. And I don't think, like, I don't think they're going to war. I think they're just being petty. Well, not petty, but I think... You know, they're trying to be funny. I think that's kind of the elite thing. And I know Vince put NXT on, you know, television. I don't think he's going to... I don't even think he's trying to go... I think he's trying to test out how strong AEW is. I yeah. don't think it's a war. Yeah. So, before anybody thinks, oh, we're trying to divide, you know, AEW and WWE, no, we're not. No. Hell no. I personally don't think the two are going to war. No, I don't either. I think it's just kind of... Hell, who knows if they ever will. Yeah, exactly. So. It's like me and you had a fucking hour-long debate about that the other night. Yeah, that could be a whole other podcast. So what's good? That's the other, but that is another thing. I just want to see them focus on themselves and have a good show heading into, you know, television. Forget about Vince. Act like they're not even a company. Because Vince, I'm sure, don't isn't paying too much attention to you. No. No. So up next, we got Rio versus Sheeta. Hell of a women's Japanese tag team wrestling match. Any kind of thoughts? Tag team. Yeah. You mean Sorry. single? I mean singles. Gonna, yes. Say singles. <laughs> I was looking at the match above. That's my bad. Oh no! Don't roast me. They're two different matches. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to the Twitter and freak out, guys. 
I don't know. He was looking above. Watch out. They're going to send me Freddy tweets saying you're an idiot. It's a singles match. I know, right? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. But no, we do so, have we do have a hell of a women, single, singles women's match here, especially with Rio. I, we do I, have a hell of a fan base. I'm just making jokes because I did, you know, like I said, similar from a tweet I put out. That was my fault. I'm just making jokes. So we're not bashing our fans or anything. We love you guys. We're not going to sit here and take pop shots. <laughs> it makes sense though we're doing an aw podcast yeah as well it's kind of like the trend but no like i, I love watching rio work any chance that i get because she is one of the best damn women's wrestlers in in the business today so it, it's like any chance i get to watch her it, it's definitely a hell of an opportunity dave really quick me. question at, at double or nothing were they on the same team or the opposite team they're on the opposite team yeah Alrighty, then that that's all we need to know. With that being said, then they are probably going to have a very good high-flying singles match. I mean, they have great chemistry, and I'm sure it's going to blow off the, blow the house off. I'm a big fan of Sheeta's ring work. Rio is damn good in the ring, but I, I mean, Sheeta's blown me away, you know, since I've you know seen her in AEW because I've openly admitted I don't know much um, Japanese women's wrestling, especially because I don't got New Japan World. Right. I can't mm-hmm. afford it, unfortunately, in their TV. So I don't have too much exposure to the new, current New Japan, except for the big stars. So I'm not going to sit here and say I do. But I, I I know some of the big ones. You know, of course, Akada and all those guys. You know, Ibushi. But, right. um, yeah. But so Sheeta, she's caught me, you know, by surprise the whole time she's been in AEW. You know, and I did look up some of her. This is where the, you know, expert and the guy that wants to learn is I looked up some of her matches from New Japan after I recognized her and her ring work is fluid, you know, her transitions are great, you know, she moves so gracefully in the ring and her, you know, high flying is great too. So I think those two are going to put on a hell of a match. And that's I right. think that's not expecting anything else. Anytime that, you know, those women or other, you know, competitors from New Japan or, you know, coming to the ring together, it's been great. You know, they very much focus on wrestling in Japan. Well, that's what, that's what that's I love. That's what I love about their style because it is so fluid and it is so nice. And from both divisions in Japan, it's just that fluidity that makes it look so easy that uh, I love that style. It looks like they're not even breaking, you know, sweat. And you've right. seen it also photos like O and EO and yeah. Kari, Asuka. It's like, uh, you know, all of them, you know, they just make it look so easy. And that's because they take freaking... It seems like they take wrestling like Texas takes football. Yeah. It's like religion in Japan. Yeah. It's like, it yeah. seems like with how good they are, you know, so crisp, you know, they master their craft in Japan. Hell yeah. Yeah. And they just have been having that strong style thing too. They go physical. <laughs> it's intense. But that match is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, watching Sheeta and freaking Rio work together is going to be a thing of beauty. I don't think Amen. anybody here, anybody on Twitter, or anybody. You know, we'll dispute that. I think that's kind of consensus. That match is going to be absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm sure you'd find somebody that would dispute it. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, you know, the people like Dave who don't know who they are. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Up next, we got the Best Friends versus the Dark Order. Thoughts? Best Friends! And I believe the winner continues to advance in the tag team title tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Thoughts on this match or uh, either team or? Well, I, I absolutely love the best friends. They're they're one of those one of those like what I like to call like complete package tag teams. 
their their gimmick style is hilarious and entertaining, but yet they're two amazing damn good wrestlers. So they they blend it so well and it's so fluid that you know you can take their you can actually take their gimmick seriously because of how damn good they are. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, and you know, I'm actually interested to see more on the Dark Order. I haven't you know from what we've seen of them in AEW. Aside from that, I haven't seen too much of it. So I'm always looking forward to seeing seeing some more of them. Yeah, Dave. So this match really, I'm gonna I. Try, I'm trying not to do this, but it's going to be more like kind of like a storytelling match. It's basically going to show everybody kind of what the Dark Order is about since they haven't really had any wrestling matches in AEW that I'm aware of. So mm-hmm. this match is probably going to show focus more on them kind of dominating the best friends. Yeah, the Dark Order is a pretty big physical team. I believe they're kind of a heel presence. So I'm interested to see how they book that. I mean, the best friends are a great tag team, and, you know, Trent Beretta and, you know, Chucky T, good God. Those guys are so good together. It happened. It's crazy to think that Trent's doing the things he did now. You would have never fought that when he was in WWE. Oh, no. Nope. No, he, he, was one of those, he was one of those, like, I, I, like, I like to say, like, he was one of those, like, dark horse ball drops in WWE because mm-hmm. what, he's, what he's done since he's left WWE, it's like, you honestly wouldn't even if you didn't know anything about him you would not even know he was in wwe no you wouldn't. and and it's like what he's been able to do since leaving wwe has been amazing well, sometimes you need a wake-up call like that to kick in the butt yeah yeah get some changes going so maybe that move and you know some a lot of people probably don't like to get released but maybe that one in the long run has helped him i mean nowadays it seems like release is a lot more common but Huh. Well, I, I would definitely say the release helped him because what he's done since he left. Because I mean, hell, you know what? If you look at what he did in WWE compared to what he's done since leaving, it's night and day. Exactly. Yeah. You guys, I mean, I know we're not depictions, but do you think who you think wins? I think the best friends are kind of. I think they have a chance of winning the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think they. I think they're. I think they're taking this match. I think the Dark Order is going to actually surprise everybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know if it's a surprise. I don't know how they're going to book it. I don't think there's any surprises yet because I'm not sure how they're going to go. But I can see, I mean, I can see the Dark Order winning too. I mean, they're kind of, a, they're, you know, they're kind of bigger guys with a more sadistic wrestling style. I mean, they could want to push those guys as top forces in the tag team division. Yeah. Get a good I mean, heel attack on there. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, would, that would be a good route to go. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got the sick fuck match. The sick fuck match. Nice. Ooh. Seems like Alan, you're huge in this match. I'll let you start off. Well, it's like because honestly, all three of these guys are three of my favorite guys in the business right now, and it's like honestly, the winner. Like I was joking earlier today, I was talking about this match. It's like who who do you think's gonna win this match? Oh, the guy that's left alive after <laughs> after the match is over. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing from this match is please do some, like, you know, sick fuck shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean real cowboy shit. I mean some sick fuck shit. (laughs) And it's like, I cannot wait for this match. Because, like I said, these guys are three of my favorites in the business. And, I mean, I don't even know. I I honestly can't even pick who I think is going to win this match. I'm just looking forward to the match and the shit they do in the match. 
Yeah, the only thing that's weird to me is I don't see any stipulation on it. It's going to be a normal triple threat match. Well, triple, I mean, it's like, but then again, AEW really doesn't have fucking... <laughs> say, they've had singles matches where dudes are hitting each other with chairs and they didn't disqualify them. I was like, like, AEW's rule set's a little bendable, obviously, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't, and you cannot expect guys like Alan Havoc and Janela in the same place and not do with some, the rules with, with you cannot expect rules in that. There's no way. Do you see a staple gun you used? I mean, cigarettes and staple guns and every damn thing else. So yeah, other companies, you put a cigarette on someone's head, you get disqualified. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, <laughs> you know, AEW and that's what I like. I like the little bendable rules. So, you know, I, I expect some of that shit in this match. It's unorthodox. It kind of has a different style to it to kind of have triple threat matches, but kind of have a little leniency. Right, to it. right. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice little touch, a nice little swerve kind of change thing. I think, I actually think, you know, it's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a good match, but I think Allen needs to win it. I agree. I think after his match of Cody, where they went to no time limit, he didn't lose. Yeah. I, I kind of think that. that might be setting him up for a massive. Kind of like this guy could be a big star. Well, because it's like Darby Allen's one of those guys that not a lot of I I know I'm I'm pretty sure not a lot of people knew before AEW. Unless and, you're a diehard. Unless you're like unless you're a diehard and yeah. and it's like honestly the guy is I think one of one of the best guys going from the independents coming into a major company, and I think for him to get the exposure that he's gotten to see for for people to see how damn good he really is. Which I think the match of Cody did for him. Yeah, so that was his. Yes. That was his. That was his launching point. I think you know a good launching point, and a match like this with guys of the caliber of Havoc and Janela, you know, if he was to win this, that would just continue propelling him forward, which would do wonders for him. Yeah, I mean, we everyone knows who Janela Havoc are. I think Allen should continue to get some wins. And yeah. I think he could be really legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave, any thoughts on these three? Uh, absolutely. This match is going to be basically a real living, breathing, real life horror type of match. I mean, I'm expecting to see staple guns, cigarettes, chairs, barbed wire, maybe fire barbed wire, thumbtacks, <laughs> sink, your mom. I don't know if we're going that far here. I, was like, I don't know if we're going that damn far. A, Holy clock, a, bat, a bunch of blood. I mean, this I mean, is gonna be a car crash. The match is not unsanctioned. Shit! <laughs> Holy fuck! Okay. I'm, I'd You're be doing like a I'd, unsanctioned match. They didn't even do that in Moxley versus Janelle. I'd be I'd be content with just a staple gun cigarette. Shit! Okay, well I want to think outside the box. Oh God! Yeah, we know what happened. Hey, the fantasy last booking. I say that we know what happened the last time you tried to do that. No, you we're not fantasy they... booking. You thought the baby faces are gonna attack the heel from behind. Okay, you know what? One is what? this match is gonna be fun and it's gonna be out of control and it's gonna be a car crash. Oh, well, it's gonna be a great match. And I'm sure there's gonna be some crazy spots. I don't think about any of the stuff you're talking about. I know, but... Damn. This motherfucker over here talking about like the next horror screenplay. God damn. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. Alright, up next we got the Nightmare Cody Rose versus the chairman. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard as his ref as his freaking manager and Cody's gonna have someone in his uh, um, side. I don't know if they uh, completely know who's gonna be yet. I'm presuming that if um, I think I feel like it's gonna be Dustin. 
say so I feel like it's either going to be Dustin or if um, Morrison did in fact sign, this is where he would show up. Honestly. I think it's be DDP. 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 Well, I mean. Okay, no, I have. Why? Why DDP? I'll say yeah, that, that's a good one. Explain, Dave. Well, I mean, Sean. Sean Spears is going to have who again on his manager? Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. Hmm. All righty. So, I mean, if you have Tully. It only makes sense to have somebody who's a super close to the roads like DDP down there with Cody. I, I, it could be. I mean, like I said, Morrison signed, and you know, I don't know if they're still like on their honeymoon or whatever. But like Alan mentioned, or Shipster, whatever you want to call him, Shipster baby. <laughs> um, I could see him coming down there. Yo, actually, I feel like Morrison. Yeah, if they're gonna do something, is gonna be. I have a feeling that something's going to go down after the match. I think, actually, this is the way I'm looking at I don't see MJF's name at all yeah. on the card. Yeah. I think, because he's the one that helped Cody up after the chair shot. Right, right, um, right, yes. I mm-hmm. think he's going to turn on Cody and beat the shit out of Cody with Ty or Sean, I guess, nowadays. And Morrison's <laughs> gonna come down and make the save. Yeah, that see that that's the that's the best way to, to look at it. That's the way to build up storylines right yep. there going into yeah, I like that. That would be that would be the perfect way to do it too. Because I was thinking about it, so you had a heel help Cody Rhodes up. Okay, so you're gonna lure him into, you know, being your friend, you know, and Yo, he's gonna be mad because you didn't book the top heel, which he's gonna be. MJ is gonna be the top heel in the company, well, maybe even wrestling, on the card, and he's gonna take it out on the president of AEW. Not to mention, he also tweeted about how dare Sean Spears hit his best friend with a chair. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of foreshadowing. So I actually, I was thinking about that. I'm like, no, it's gonna be MJF. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a really. I actually hadn't thought that far. Like, that's really good. Yeah. Would you guys want to see MJF do Hell that? Yes, absolutely. Oh, Alan, you're too poor to even afford his merchandise. I know. I'm too. I, I'm too. Poor, I'm too poor to buy the man's day. Even though I could have bought every damn shirt on that table, but <laughs> yeah, I'm flexing still, your money. Here the fuck is it yours? I was saying that, that's the funny thing is like, yep, here, I, I, I like, you know, I can buy every. Sh- oh yeah, that's cute. Well, look at this stack. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, would you like to see MJF be you know do a massive heel turn on Cody? Absolutely. Man. Sorry, if I'm allowed to cuss, I'm not sure. Have you heard Alan? I say, bro, I've been doing it all fucking show. I do it okay. every I do it every fucking show. Alan has a vocabulary of a five year old. Fuck you. <laughs> so you are allowed to too. Fuck you. Well I don't need to use it every other sentence. <laughs> so do you guys think Cody or Sean Cody wins or Sean win? I think I mean, if we're doing storyline build up, then I guess it's hot. Does MJF turn in the middle of the match or after the match? I think I, I think I think it, I think he does it after. It has to be after. Is there no stipulation? Like I don't know, like what's going to go on in this match. And like, if they, if they I don't do see it, a, I have not seen a stipulation added to it. Yeah, they, I don't. I haven't seen one. So and if I they think, do it yeah. afterwards, then I think Cody wins. It has to I'll be say, Cody. This is Sean's first, like, and they're he's considered one of their big time free agent signs. We're off Mox. This is yeah. his first singles match, right? right. In AEW. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he lost to Casino Battle Royal buy-in at double or nothing. We hit. I mean, he was one of them. He didn't win it. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is his first singles match. Cody hasn't done as much winning on the Elite. I mean, he beat Dustin Rhodes, but I was a passing the torch. Right. Yeah. But, well, actually, did he beat the Young Bucks at Fight for Fallen or Fire Fest or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. But, I think, either way, there's, I don't know who's going to win. Like I said, this is where the prediction show. I don't know. I mean, Cody could get the win, but I think it depends on how they're going to use MJF. If it is MJF, I've talked myself into thinking it's him at this point because of the foreshadowing. Well, and, and if you wanna, if you if you wanna, like you like you mentioned, if you wanna go into TV with you know storyline build up, then there's your perfect entry point. Exactly. So Morrison versus Spears and Cody versus MJF right there is two big feuds, on top yeah. of what Omega and Moxley starts. Yeah, so yep. I mean, right there, there you start building up some feuds. And that's right there. You, there's right if there's, booked, if booked right, and right there there's three. There's three, you know, major story that could easily take up your first hour. Right there, mm-hmm. big time stars too. Yeah. I mean, everyone or the se- or the second hour, however you want to book it. But either way, there's three big time matches or feuds with three with big time stars right there. Well, AEW big time stars. I don't know how many people know who some of those guys are, but bunch. I think majority of people know who's Ty Dillinger. If you call them by their dirty names, they know who they are. So. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Up next, we got the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks, AAA World Tag Team Titles in a ladder match. <laughs> well, oh boy! I, mean, I know Ray Phoenix suffered a small injury, but I think he's cleared to go. I've not heard anything about him uh, not being able to go. Have you guys heard any other updates on that? No, I just I said I know he picked up a small knock, but I haven't heard anything about his status for All Out being in question. So the only thing is like. If he's not 100% healthy, I don't know how many crazy stunts we were going to see be- like we would have before, but this match well, is going to be... I mean, uh, Penta and the Young Bucks will still do most of them, if he- even if he mm-hmm. can't do them all. Yeah, this match is going to be like... These guys, between AAA and AEW, put on freaking tag team match of the year candidates all around oh. the board every time they play. Amen. Lost. Easily, like no matter when, well, where it is, where these guys step in the ring at. I mean, hell, it's not even only tag team match of the year can. It's match of the year candidate every time they're in a ring together. I mean, you don't even have to worry about if it's going to be a classic. It's it's going to be a instant classic. And I think that the young bucks are going to step it up really big this time because I know a lot of people were not sold on their match with Dustin and Cody. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was boring, so I think they're going to kind of like... Because once again, you don't know how many new fans are going to watch. Yeah, that's another thing. So they might want to step it out. I think this match is going to kind of put, you know, the foot back on the gas pedal. And it's going to go full speed. And it's like, are they how can go... Here's the question. Here's my question for you two, actually. How can you not have a good match if you got... Is there a way these guys can have a bad match? I... Absolutely not. Honestly, the only way that these two teams could have a bad match is if you were to cut off both their arms and legs. Or the Young Bucks walk up and poke a doom the Lucha Bucks and climb up the ladder. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's the only way you could have a bad match. I mean, with the talent in the ring amongst these four, I mean, it is honestly physically impossible to have a bad match. Yeah, these guys are too good. And I think, yeah. You know, what are some crazy things you can, you can might we might see off the ladder? Do you think? What kind of spots are you kind of expecting? Oh God, we're talking about high hitting hard hard spots here. Oh Lord, Dave, <laughs> I'm gonna let you take that one first. 
I'm expecting to see a lot of like crazy moonsaults, hurricane ranas, a bunch of like power bombs, maybe some suplexes, double suplexes, a whole Jeez. bunch of insanely amazing spots. <laughs> you think? I mean, I'm sure we're gonna see some kind of super kick off the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think we see the Meltzer driver off the ladder? I would. Honestly, I could see it. I would honestly hope so. Definitely. Zap me. I don't know. The Mouser driver off the ladder, I feel like would break someone's neck, but I'm sure if, these guys pull I'll say, off. If it was any lesser like competitors, I would be worried about that. But with with the talent and, you know, veteran experience of all four of these guys, I wouldn't be as worried about it. Hey, don't do time about Dave Mouser. He's a gout now. Come on. Oh, shut up. Can, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I please? Can I please? For just, just this one quick second. Fuck Dave Meltzer. I had to get. No, that don't, out say that, don't say that about Dave's father. Well, that's not my father. My father's in bed. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay um. I don't care why, but okay. Um, <laughs> I just had to get that. Fuck Dave Meltzer. You think? See, this is another one. Like this one's kind of weird though, because it's like you don't want the elite to win every match, but this isn't for an AEW title, right? So I guess it depends on how the hell Triple tri- A wants. This match ago, like who's booking? This I'll match say for? more so. I think this is in the hands of AAA. Oh, by who books it? Like I, I, AAA and AEW. I'm guessing at this point are partners. They are. Yeah. Yes, they are. I say I thought so. They are. Yeah. So I guess you know Cody and whoever works with AAA and they figure because I was wondering going into this like. How do they pick the winners on these? For money, it's not even their company's titles. Yeah, it's like so. I mean, they're gonna, you know, Cody and them are gonna get together with the guys from AAA and talk about how they're gonna not only book this match, but then if they book it this way, future plans. If they book it this way, future plans. You know, so, so. it's like it, it, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a either way match. Yeah. All right, any closing thoughts on that match before we move to one that I think there's going to be some decent, definitely some big-time discussion about. Any last thoughts on this match? This match is definitely, and I mean with a definitely going to be match of the entire night, hands down. Well, damn. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll say, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, it's possible. It's it very, it very possible. much is. Yeah, very, very possible. All right, up next, we got Omega versus Pac. Hell yes. So, if P- I'm sure you guys all know at this point, it was supposed to be Moxley versus Omega. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, Moxley attacking Omega from behind uh, double or nothing. And I believe Omega came out and attacked him from behind after his match of Janela at Fighter Fest. Yeah. Yep. And Mr. Moxley, you know, he's been wrestling. He's been having fun post WWE. He's been taking bookings all around the world. He pretty much spent most of it. He was pretty much in the whole G1. Yeah. Well, fortunately, he got MRSA, which is very bad. Hopefully, Mox, you're taking care of that. It'll be healed up soon. It's no yeah. joke. MRSA on the elbow. But him doing all that has now put him out for a big-time match against Omega. So everyone's like, wow, what the hell? And AEW comes up with an announcement literally an hour after, say, it'll be Kenny Omega versus Pac, who will be making his official AEW debut because we all know he didn't show up at Dull or Nothing because of some political crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys like this? Do you like Pac as a replacement? Uh, I mean, it's like when you have somebody that, you know, when you're expecting, you know, somebody of the caliber of Moxley, it's 
you, know, you think, oh, damn, he's not going to be able to go. You find somebody like Pac, who is definitely worthy uh, a caliber to step up and take the spot. I mean, of course, we were all looking forward to Moxley and Omega because of the story buildup that's been around this, especially with that promo that Kenny did the other day. Well, it's actually gotten better since Moxley's injury, though. That's weird. For and, it's, and it's like... That adds more story buildup later on down the road. That makes the match ultimately, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's not going to be at their biggest show of the year, but whenever the match does happen, it just gives that match more power. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy as hell that it's Pac that, you know, everybody gets, for those for those who don't know Pac or missed him seeing him in w, when he was in WWE, but I'm definitely happy with it being him. Dave? I think this is... The best replacement you could have for Moxley being out with this injury, I don't think he would have been any better, any person better to replace him than Pac. This match is going to be very, very fun to watch. You got I B Trigger versus Red Arrow. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to B Trigger you have this conversation real quick. <laughs> nice. Touche. Uh, so I just want to talk about you know how quickly AEW was able to like take that bad situation and turn it right. Like that impresses me for a younger company. Yeah, a very very new company to yeah. do something like that. It shows they can work under pressure. That's then that that's a very good quality to have. You think that's you know a great thing you? Know? I mean, when when it's like obviously, think, I guess you say, did you think they handled it right? Oh, I thought I thought they handled it perfectly, and like you mentioned, for them being a younger company and not having a lot of like pressure situations like this, you know, they've had some, but not like to this level. And when you have a match that is honestly one of the selling points for your your biggest show, get you know derailed because of an injury. For what they did, how able, how quickly, excuse me, how quickly they were able to remedy the situation by finding somebody who can not, of course, the match doesn't have as much hype to some people. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but, you know, and I'm not saying that for myself either. I'm just saying that, you know, for to find somebody that a lot of people knew who Moxley was, you know, I don't know how many new people know who Pac was because, you know. Moxley as Ambrose. Yeah. I was a bigger star as Pac as Adrian Neville, I would say. So a lot of the casual fans who don't know anything about Pac before his duddy days or, you know, didn't like him because he was a 205 guy for the longest time. Like, right mean, now, so the name power of Moxley probably had a lot more people wanting to tune in. Yeah. And, and see, like, when you have that derailed by an injury, and, and, and as unfortunate as it is, you know, I think that. Of course, you still have Kenny there, who is the obviously the draw for a lot of people at this point. And but it's going to give people a chance to see who, who might not know who Pac is, you know, to see him in that caliber of a match against, in our opinion, the best wrestler in the world today. Yeah, I think you know it's. I think a lot more people are going to know who Pac are, and a lot more hype than people actually know because you know. A lot of people knew him as an NXT champion and, you know, yeah. two five, the guy that saved 205 and now look what happened after he left. And, you know, Neville, I think a lot of people know who he is. I mean, I think the hype might not be, but I think a lot of people are still very happy with this Oh, match. yeah. It's like, oh, that's yeah. why I think, you know, that's why I agree that Pac's the perfect replacement because it's somebody that a lot more people are going to know 
then a lot of fans who might be turning yeah, to AEW for the first time. Right, right. A lot of people, you know, your your WWE people who are on the fence about AEW and want to check it out. That was the perfect way, the perfect person to find because you know, like you said, a lot of people are going to know him as the NXT champion or literally the savior of two hundred five. Yeah, which. You know, because I said they would drop the ball on that because, you know, a lot of people love Ambrose, a.k.a. Moxley, love the Shields. They're going to tune in and watch him. Well, right. okay, he's gone, so how are we going to keep all these, you know, WWE fans that may want to turn into AEW? Pac. So you find someone else that they can relate with. Right, right. And that also, was... things, you know, we can relate with. You know, we and me have watched him before his WWE, but I've watched right. Pac for a long time. I know yeah. he's going to be good. I'm not worried about that. Oh, much. yeah, it's like, you know. I know there's other people that are skeptical, but. Yeah, like, you know, like us who have watched who watched him before he was even signed to WWE that, you know, it's like we already know what people who may not know are going to see. So that match, I think, is going to be match of night still. Yeah, I agree 100%. Any closing thoughts on that match, Dave? I think it is going to be a very, very impressive match. It may, it may end up being match of the night. It very well could be. And so going forward, you know, like I said, a little bit, I want to talk about this match, especially. Do you think, like, so if people don't know, Kenny Omega actually, that's why the promo felt so real. He found out. Moxley wasn't going to show up during a promotional video. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, that's why the promo kind of came off the way it did. Oh, damn. He got a text for, you know, from Cody or whatever when he was filming a promo video for the match against Mox, I believe. Yeah. Damn. And Holy he was shit. pissed. Okay, well, that that oh. explains why that promo was so fucking good. Now, I, I mean, mean I'm sure most of, obviously that most of that was a shoot. I mean, it worked, shoot, but... You know, I'm sure I can see why it's frustrating. You know, he's been sitting here taking, you know, booking. I mean, he is really, I don't think Kenny's been doing much outside of AEW lately. No, no. You know, he's sitting here preparing for that one match while Mox is doing all this other crap. You know, making the most of his time that he lost because he you know, was held to a contract in the E. Right, so I can see why Mox is doing it. But Omega's, you know, because this, this is going to be a big payday for Omega. Yeah, huge. You know. I mean, obviously, AEW contracts, but, you know, pay-per-view buys, I'm assuming, are going are gonna to go to their paychecks, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Moxie Omega was the big match that we're just going to make people tune in. So, him getting that and probably not knowing it was going to be, you know, not knowing who's going to replace him right away, I could see. You know, he cut up this, he, you know, fire promo about, you know, how, you know, he has a boob, Moxie has a boo-boo, and, you know, he's afraid of Omega, and, you know, while... Omega's taking this match seriously, doing everything he can. Mox is just fucking around yeah. on his side. and You know, it, it was intense. I think that match will be fire when it happens. And, you know, I hate to say an injury will make something better. Yeah. But in this case, yeah. it might be. Yeah, I honestly think, like, you know, of course, we never wish injuries on anybody, but... I think in the long run, the the story it it helps the story even more and is going to make the match that much better. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to whenever Mox and Omega get in the ring for the first time. Hell yeah. Um, Dave, any thoughts on the whole Omega Mox situation going down? Basically, it's going to lead to a very very personal feud, whether or not if it's on TV or if it's at another pay per view. When Mox does return, 
you guarantee you seats will be in, no asses will be in seats, and those two are going to tear the house down. Oh, they're certainly huh? not going to waste that match on TV. That's for damn sure. Uh, that's going to be a pay-per-view yeah, match. Yeah, easily. So, all right. And to close it out, we got the main event of the evening. For the, the winner will be the first ever AW World Champion. We got Hangman Adam Page versus the GOAT, Chris Jericho. The GOAT. Bye-bye. He's the all-around professional wrestling GOAT. Oh, yeah. Other people... Easily. Our people, you know, there might be better wrestlers in history. There might be one or two better people on the mic, but not everybody has the ability on the mic and in the ring to back it up. Yeah, it's like exactly. Literally, 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 there is no better complete package in wrestling history than Chris Jericho. Nope. First, and then we got on page, who's you know once again a part of the elite, was part of club, Bullet Club, and big name. A lot of a lot of casuals don't know who he is. But Adam Page. Has got real cowboy shit. I love the way he says that. By the way, <laughs> real cowboy shit. Say, I love Adam Page. Jericho needs to win this. Jericho, match. I mean Jericho, by Hands far down. needs to win this. All right. Well, I want to hear your guys' reasons. So I mean, go ahead. Because it's like, you know, like we've talked about with the elite booking, and like you mentioned, he was part of the club and everything else. And I, I think that. If you allow Adam to win this match, it's going to put that stigma, that sour taste of the elite wins everything in people's mouths. Because, of course, this match is to crown the first ever, first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And if you give that to Adam Page, then that's going to, I think, solidify in a lot of people's minds that they're doing this so they can win everything. And that would be the worst thing you could do going into TV. Mm-hmm. Dave. Basically, Chris Jericho, like he's stated numerous of times, is the reason why AEW is where they are even at right now. Literally, without Chris Jericho, I don't think AEW would be having this much <laughs> momentum. I'm sure they would have done it without him, but his name <laughs> on that thing skyrocketed skyrocks it to the moon so it would only make sense booking wise to have jericho go into tv with your prestigious title to pretty much smack you into an entire universe now having adam page win wouldn't be terrible but it definitely wouldn't make you look very good you would be doing nwo 2.0 and you just don't want that alan thoughts on that dave's kind of hot take about AW wouldn't be a thing without Chris Jericho. I was you, I was uh, gonna mention, um, bro, if you move your lips over a little bit more on Jericho's <laughs> ass, you'll be kissing the whole thing. Dave's gonna give well, him a thank you. He needs his thank you. I mean, Why don't you give him his thank you? I, I give him his thank you all any chance I get, but <laughs> it's like, dude, holy shit, that was at least two and a half solid minutes of solid ass kissing. I mean, damn bro, that was good shit. I mean, I mean, it, it's all. Well, really, do you think Jericho's the only reason that no, they're getting press no. and stuff? No. I mean, does, like, you know, of course, you know, all honestly speaking, does it help to have somebody on board who is, you know, as great as he is and done the things in the business that he's done and still being able to do the things in the business that he does being there as long? Yes, it definitely helps it. But is it the sole reason why it exists? No. <laughs> You know. So, 
here's the thing, and I'll touch Jericho topic for the actual match. Jericho, once again, is kind of the, one of the, you know, he's the reason, you know, we've been saying for other guys, he has the name power to bring over casual fans. Right. You know, wrestling fans, no matter who you are, New, New Japan, WWE, former WCW, you know, anything, they knew who Chris Jericho is. So that's going to appeal to people, but, you know, the elite have been doing their thing, you know. Jericho's not part of the creative board, Dave. He's not the president. He's not. That whole thing's ran by the elite. Those are the guys that pitched Tony Khan. They're a good idea. Yeah. And Tony, if you don't know who Tony Khan is, David's the owner. The money. They they pretty much ran all in by themselves with a tad bit of assistance from production by Ring of Honor. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, Jericho yeah. brings in the name power that, you know, people might not know who the elite are. If you're, like, love wrestling, you watch pro wrestling, you know. I mean, some people might know who Cody is. You know, a lot of people might know who he is, but I don't know how many people are going to know who Omega and Young Bucks are, which is blasphemy. I can't believe that. But, Blasphemous. You know, there are some people that don't expand their wrestling, which is okay. You watch whatever you want to watch, and that's your right. So yeah. Jericho helps with that, just like Moxley helps with that. I think that's why I agree with your point going in. I think Jericho needs to have the title going into TV for that exact reason. Though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. What's Chris Jericho going to do this week on TV with the title? Kind of like that's what people would talk about. Okay, Hangman Page have it. What What else after that? I'll like, say because like, it's like that? it's one of those. It's one of those like like we've been talking about. One of those you know appeals. The only other to... thing they might be saying is, "Oh, the Elite won again." You yeah, don't want that... that conversation going into your TV, Dave. No, 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 no. And it's like you want no. You don't want that, and you want somebody like Jericho, who is one of those guys like that you can mention his name damn near anywhere <laughs> and people know who it is yeah, some people can shove it right up his ass crack I, say, I was about to say some people or some people can just bend him over and kiss his ass for solid three <laughs> minutes <laughs> I mean, bro is there something you're trying to tell us on the show here but no it's like you you need to have that power that star power going into what is for aew uncharted territory with television if we don't know what Mox's task is going to be, right? Need to start by Jericho going and, and in. Adam Page, as good as he is, does not have that public mass appeal that Christian. Yeah, even has. in the Bullet Club, was he really one of the most talked about people? No, no, he no. wasn't. Omega, Balor, and the Young Bucks, you know, and Al- Gallows and Anderson, right? And you know. They were there in styles. You never really heard much about Paige. No, and it's like so. Unless you really followed the Bullet Club in New Japan or in Ring of Honor, all that. Yeah, and it's like I mean, he's one of the. You need that, you know, because for AEW they don't have too much uncharted territory, but this is a big uncharted territory. This is huge. Going into weekly television, mm-hmm. you've got to have star power, especially like you mentioned, Dustin, with not knowing Mox's status. You've got to have that appeal that are going to want to make people. Oh, you know, it's let's see what Chris Jericho is up to. Everybody knows Chris Jericho. Yeah, and people are going to know who John Morrison is. So moves like that are going to help. You know, but Jericho's the key on this one. Yeah, definitely yep. the big key. So, any thoughts? Last closing thoughts on the whole show itself? Is there like we've discussed some scenarios of storylines we want to see? Like, is there anything else like production wise, camera wise, like? Uh, is there anything you guys want to see? I want to see commentary be better. Yes, please. please. Tony Schiavone, you know, is there. He's making his debut. Yeah. Is Anybody he going to be there for All Out, or is he yes. just coming on? 
He's he's starting immediately. Yeah, he's uh, uh, immediate. It's gonna be and Calamer. Because I think the Alex I think, guy, thank God's off. And I think I think one of the things about signing him was they wanted to, when they go to TV, they wanted to have like two different commentary teams. Is what I at least what I heard. I'm not 100 percent on that, so don't. Well, Jr. and him can anchor two different teams. Yeah, it's like you know, switch it up between two different teams. At least that's what I heard. Like I said, don't quote me on that. But also, can we get some real cowboy shit shirts, please? I need that. <laughs> I'm gonna need that in my life. I need some real cowboy shut shit up. shirts in my life. But no, well, you're rednecks. You're rednecks. That makes sense. Shut up. I'm not a redneck. But anyway, um, I just want to see better. Like I feel like the commentary at Fight for Fallen and. High Fest was a little off. JR yeah. sounds super, super like disinterested. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, honestly, like the production. He killed my nostalgia for. <laughs> yeah, it honestly did, and it's like the biggest thing on production and everything. That's you know the biggest thing for me and you is you know I agree with your point on please let, let's hope the commentary's better. That Marvel guy, what sounds super uneducated, was more annoying and brought more to you know. Being annoyed and wanting to turn the TV off to actually the match, which is the wrong kind of thing you want going on during a wrestling match. Yeah. You shouldn't want to listen to a match on mute. Yeah, because that's no fun at all. So, I mean, hopefully for this pay-per-view, Shivani and Jarrah will work together, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that will at least help. I mean, hopefully, if they do do the two-team family, you're talking about, hopefully at least on pay-per-views, they'll have, like, a main team. Right. Because those are the ones, you know, people are paying like, 50 like I said, bucks, that's, 60 said, bucks. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if that's one hundred percent fact or not. I just, I read something about it on, on uh, from an AEW site, so you know. Yeah. So, you know, production, you know, pretty much it's just the damn uh, announce team. I think, you know, I mean, I know people are like don't like their camera angles and stuff sometimes, but me, you know, I know why it might bother some people. I really don't care about that kind of thing. No, I don't. I, yeah. that, that, I don't that care kind of how thing. the camera's zoomed in on on a pay per view. No. no, that that thing is never that that stuff has never bothered me. I don't bother some people. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I don't know. You're a tech guru. Like, why do people care about something like that? So well, much? from I, I can I can understand it. I mean, I don't agree with it because it doesn't bother me personally. But if you do camera angle switches too soon then it's gonna it's gonna disengage people's interest in what they're watching because they can't lock into like fully visualizing what they're watching if you're cutting away too soon then it's gonna it's gonna honestly it's gonna disengage people and mm-hmm. you you've got to have a certain amount of time that you're gonna spend in one camera angle not in a lot not an absorbent amount of time but you're gonna have to break it down into how all right, we're going to look from this side first. We're going to do a couple minutes here. And then unless they know something's about to happen on this side that they need to get in the shot. But if it's, you know, a singles match, for example, take a singles match, for example. You know, all right, we're going to start the match with this angle, angle one. And then, you know, the match is, all right, the match is going to be 10 minutes. All right, so two minutes into the match, we're going to switch to this camera angle. And then another two minutes go from this. So that way it doesn't quickly get... You know, all right, match is started, camera angle one, flip the camera angle two. And then it's like, wait a minute, what? You can't follow <laughs> along. It's hard to follow along for people that when when the camera switches too soon. So I can see where people, you know, I know what I'm watching, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like, you, you and I know what we're watching. 
so it doesn't bother us. But for people who either may be tuning in for the first time or don't watch a lot or they're checking something new out, that could that could be a uh, you know a turnoff because it's like wait a minute I can't follow along with these guys that I'm trying to watch that I haven't heard of before because in two seconds they switch camera angles. Yeah, that's probably a lot of the casuals making those complaints. Yeah, because it's like you know if it's the the the, the WWE fans who. Are, are checking it out for the first time or the casuals like, Oh, you know, I know, I know such and such from this place or I know, Oh, you know, it's been a while since I watched wrestling. Chris Jericho's still going. Oh, that's cool. Let me check it out. And then they're watching and it's like, Holy shit. I can't follow along with any of this because they're switching too fast. The biggest thing to me, it's not even Matt or a commentary is they, and we need to see a little bit more improvement in time al- alignment. Yeah. Cause the last couple of pay-per-views, well shows they've had, you know, they're mid-promo and they're mic cuts. Yeah, like like the production at um, Fight for the Fallen at the end bad. of the show, that was bad. That was like really they're giving bad. Their, they're giving their, you know, speech and, you know, that thing away and it just cuts. Yeah, and it's like that was horrible. You, you Especially for All Out, you cannot have shit like that. And they didn't have too much of that double or nothing. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. Which isn't a good sign. They just didn't care about the two cherry events. It was just thrown together. They didn't. Which that's they, not a good sign. If that is an attitude going in, but and it's like, or just the time wasn't allotted right, or something, or somebody went over that shouldn't have went over, or whatever the case may be. They need to make sure they pinpoint those things. Which is you know expected for you know uh, new. Pro- right. I'm not against them. Yeah. I can see. I, I can see why people are mentioning that though. You, know, right. you don't want. A guy in the middle of the ring, and all of a sudden, the pay-per-view's over. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, you what? You gave too much time to other stuff on them. Yeah, it's like, they need to they need to make sure the allotment's right, and the timing's right. The commentary and the allotment, for me, are the biggest yeah, things I see. My, my, my biggest thing is the commentary. That's my biggest. I think allotment's something important, too. You don't want to be mid-match, and it's yeah, kind I mean, of short. Because well, there's some like, matches that, like, they're running over... And then you have like this really like fast finish that had no build up to a match because yeah, they ran yeah, out of time. That, so like, so base so the the yeah, the the alignment and the allotment and the 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 commentary are on two even keels because especially with actually uh, you know let me rephrase that I think uh, the allotment's going to be more important because especially on pay per view because on pay per view you have we're paying to, money we want I say you have to have match to its fullest right and you have to have time. Because you can't go over on pay-per-view. No, you can't. So, you know, you need to make sure that time is allotted where it needs to be so things can be done properly as to how you have wrote it. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't, it didn't piss me off as much as ours, especially because that was only like a streaming live. Right, it was free. If it was on pay, like they didn't have many problems with double or nothing. Right. I think we're going to see more of double or nothing. Oh yeah, easily. All out, then we yeah. will see fight for phone. I mean, take take a look at the you know, for example, take a look at the buy-ins. I mean, the buy-in for all out is, I guarantee you, already better than the buyouts for the f- previous two, and that's because yeah, they those were, two buyouts suck. And that's much. because and that's because they were on free free television, you know, free internet. They're they're not you're not paying sixty bucks to watch this. You know, you weren't paying sixty bucks to watch those. You're paying sixty bucks for this. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm not going to nitpick because, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people want to rush to find something wrong with AEW. Yeah. And vice versa, trust me. 
Of course. There's people that literally nitpick the whole. There's people that nitpick a whole show of Dougie out. Rightfully so, yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, but it's like you know, for a company that's you know just starting, you you can't sit there and nitpick everything just because the ownership behind it is you know experienced veterans. Still, they've never had experience running a company before. Hey, yeah. I mean, comparing them to the E, who's been around for forty something years. I mean, it's, it's like crazy. Yeah. Okay, Cody. Kenny, uh, you know, Nick, Matt, all, okay, those guys have been wrestling for goddamn however many years. Yeah, production and but all that. That's a whole nother animal. That's a whole nother beast yep. that you, you know, that those guys have, they've seen and they've been around, but they've never actually been in the control seat to do. Mm-hmm. So I think most people, for the most part, have been pretty, you know, you know easy on them. I know there's, you know, extremists on both sides, and it's usually right. extre- anti AEW extremists that are complaining, but um, this show though, there's you're gonna need to see a lot more improvement on all those right. things. So this is like the go home show till TV, and people want to see why should I tune in on TNT to you guys when I can watch NXT? Right, right. Yeah. So this is huge for AEW. I think we all, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this Saturday because hell yes, I've stayed before. I st- I believe in AEW, and as they haven't done a thing that's changed me up from that. So nope, nope. I don't, Think about those little things and nitpick them. So, and on that note, closing thoughts. I think we've all we've just about hit all of them. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. On that note, stay gold, my friends. Deuces. Bye, guys.